Welcome to Mindful Healing and Balance, a space for connection, growth, learning, healing, and creating balance. Unveiling mental health implications in everyday life in a relatable way. Hosted by Chardonnay Rollins. Welcome to my space. what's up everybody how are you doing we are back after a two-month hiatus i feel like every single time we jinx ourselves because we're like oh my gosh we will be back regularly and then it's like nah life's like (laughs) that's what you thought so um as always i am chardonnay and here is my unofficial official co-host krishana d bramwell so many initials. Oh <laughs> my days. Um, yeah, so we've just been busy and we are really trying to bring this back. But um, you know, life, man. <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking about um oh I know I ran on your race. It's fine. Honestly, she jumped the gun. I was going to say, let's reintroduce ourselves and say a little bit of... Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Let's say a little bit about ourselves um, to possible new listeners, okay? So I am Chardonnay. I have a bachelor's in psychology and a master's of science in child and adolescent mental health. Um, also have my own little self-care line and a private practice where I cater to children and adolescents and help them and their families. I prefer to work with families and kids, um, whereas Krishana is more on the sciencey, nerdy side of the brain, and I ain't got time for that. So, introducing your side of um, things. So, we have a similar background. Um, we actually both went to the same uni. Um, That's where we met. <laughs> um, and so I have a bachelor's in psychology, and then I have a master's degree of science in um, cognitive and clinical neuroscience, which is far more boring than everything that she said just a moment ago. But um, so today we are going to be talking about an interesting topic, a topic that is um, very trendy. Exactly, um, and very important. Um, so we're going to be talking about self-care, um, which is pretty much basically the practice of taking actions to preserve or improve your own health. I have a question. What does self-care mean to you? Um, self-care to me just means to put myself in a spot where I can just reset and mm-hmm. um, you know, refocus, get back to the things that mean the most to me. Or, so is that why you're doing Ramadan right now? Um, okay. Putting all my business <laughs> out there. Um, so yes, I tend to, well, I've been following Ramadan um, for a few years now. And I kind of use this time to reset and refocus my entire life. Like figure out like What's my next outlook? Like set new goals um, and prepare myself for the rest of the year or the next year. Um, and that's pretty much what I do it for. The fasting and I guess the praying and all the other stuff is just... Um, like icing on the cake. Yeah. Makes sense. 
for me, I would say self-care is about being aligned and finding that alignment again. Um, I work at Child and Family Services and it's a very daunting job, but very rewarding at the same time. Um, when you work in a field where you literally deal with people's lives, I would say that it can suck your life out of you. They can be kind of like, you know, vampires. I love my clients dearly and I care about each and one of my cases, but it's some heavy work to do and it takes a special type of person to do it. So I will say that there are times when you can be, you know, I wouldn't say triggered, but transparency is real and you start to feel for these people and we're, we're human, right? We have feelings and emotions and compassion. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, aside from that, um, just like daily life stresses in my own personal life or, um, you know, run into businesses can be quite stressful. I feel like I'm constantly go, 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 go. Yep. So I try to implement self-care to realign and find my center and find my yep. why. And because to burnout, right? Definitely. And then like for me, I feel like self-care also helps me to understand, I guess, God's greater purpose for my life in the sense that I'm able to pray more, I'm able to meditate, I'm able to spend more time with him to understand what's actually going on. Because most times, I don't realize that I'm walking in my purpose or walking in things that I prayed about until I'm like taking that time to be like, damn, like I actually prayed about it and now it's happening. So I feel like it helps me get back to that gratitude, the alignment to realize and the why to look at myself on a more deeper level and how I can be the best person that I can be yep. for me. Yep. And I think the most common thing in social media and, you know, propaganda is that self-care is all about the glitz and the glamour, right? Yeah, you, it's you know, just about, like, giving to the spa, right. doing a detox cleanse. Eating good, exercise, meditation, and personal space. But in actual fact, self-care is more than that. It's taking the time to pour into yourself. Yeah, reflect um, and, you know, realign. Exactly. And I think it's in purpose. I think it's important, sorry. Um, personally, I believe the sole purpose of self-care is to be mindful of your own needs before the needs of others. For example, you know when you go away, right? And you're sitting down before takeoff and the flight attendants put on that corny little movie where they're like, um, put your own mask on before putting on someone else's mask. Well, the same rule applies. If we're not right within ourselves and living in our own truth, how can we be of service to others? Like, literally think about that, like, for a second, like, post a podcast, whatever. If you are not thinking or living or being true to you, how can you be of service to others? And this is not to be used as, like, sort of, like, a narcissistic, very conceited um, mm -hmm. point of view. This is not that at all. This is about working on yourself to help yourself be better. Mm-hmm. For yourself and for other people, for everyone around you, just to make your everyday living situation a bit better. Definitely, because you know, when I say to be of service to others, I don't mean like they have to, you have to do something for them, but in relationships, because we all thrive off a relationship, whether it be platonic or romantic, you have to know you, you have to know what tick, what makes you, you know, work, what makes you be a well greased machine, what pisses you off, and things like that. So, in order for you to be a best service and best help in those relationships or in the work field and things like that, you have to know you, right? So self-care is about taking that time to know you. Um, I also think it's pertinent to note that self-care is not a luxury, it's a necessity, right? Um, we typically see self-care branded as a luxury or an escape from reality, when in actuality, self-care allows us to appreciate and care for ourselves while accepting our current limitations. 
However, in the moment of acceptance, I think we should be striving to meet our needs. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Right. It does make sense. Um, so this one we're going to have a little twist. So although we're talking about self-care, we're going to link it to another psychological principle called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Yes. Because we have done our lovely little psycho analysis, I guess you can say, <laughs> of self-care and linked it to other modalities within the field, right? And we came to the common denominator that self-care encapsulates a multitude of teachings, including meeting of hierarchy of needs. So for those of you who don't know, Chris, you can take the lead. What are Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Um, so the hierarchy of needs were actually created um, in the theory of human motivation by Abraham Maslow in 1943. And he wanted to demonstrate the various principles of human motivation uh, which are pretty much from bottom to top. Physiological needs, safety, love and well-being or social needs, um, esteem and cognition, and self-actualization being the top. Uh, now this was sort of built up like a pyramid and the purpose of all of this was to set goals, upward mobility, self-perception and motivation which essentially um, gets sort of broken down a little bit when our needs are not being met. Um, we tend to feel like stagnant or lack motivation when pretty much our lives are kind of not really going the way we expect them to go. Right. So um, now that we understand the connection between self-care and the hierarchy of needs, I think it's important to explain the hierarchy a little bit further. So at the base of the pyramid is physiological needs, and those needs consist of your basic needs such as food, water, shelter, and clothing. Next from that is safety needs. So that's your security, your job secure, employment, money, and resources. After that, it's like the belonging, well-being, and love. So that's your social needs, your friendship, to be in love, to be loved, a sense of belongingness, Bonding with people, physical and emotional intimacy, and a feeling of elevated kinship. <laughs> um, and then after that, we have esteem. So it's a higher need on the list because it's actually right underneath sex. Sex, oh my God. See where my mind is. Self-actualization. <laughs> and it is ego-driven. Its primary elements are self-respect, self-esteem. Um, and the goal of esteem needs are to primarily believe that one has value and dignity and are able to gain confidence um, and have potential for growth. At the top of the pyramid, we have self-actualization, the fulfillment of your full potential as a person. It's the top of Maslow's pyramid. It includes attributes of every other level, but the main needs are skill development, education, refining talent, and creating broader goals. So basically, Maslow has lined out these different needs and basically saying that we strive to get to self-actualization. We strive to constantly, you know, um, meet our physiological needs, to constantly meet our safety needs, um, the sense of belonging, the esteem. And then once we have all those and we're grounded in that as a person, we've then reached our full potential because we're able to, you know, have self-actualization. We're living in our truth. We're living that. And I think it's important to um, highlight that, you know, 
self-actualization is both important and unimportant because individuals would be fine if those needs are not filled as it's essentially a growth need and isn't a main priority meaning the lower needs are essential in life when self-actualization is actually a bonus a state of euphoria if you will right so a few levels of hierarchy of needs are attributed to self-care in various ways such as Um, physical self-care um which is pretty much your physiological needs and that is just taking care of yourself um taking care of your body so that it actually runs efficiently and that includes how you eat how you sleep if you exercise how you manage your health um and your perception of what physical health actually is right so if we take this a step further right if we go back to the hierarchy and physiological needs if we're not sleeping or we're not eating right and exercising or managing our health our bodies feel kind of sluggish, right? We yeah, feel we kind of unstable. Mm-hmm. So then we have social self-care. So that's fostering close connections and um, it's very important to individuals' well-being and maintaining and placing time into new and old relationships. I feel personally for me, spending time and you know making sure those connections are still thriving is like utmost importance to me. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to speak to you every single day but to even to be able to check in with you and have those little meaningful conversations is important. So that goes back to people's attachment styles as well, right? Yep. This one is very multifaceted in the in the psych world. Um, what's your take on it? Um, well, for me, I'm not much of a I need to see you all the time. I can drop a line once a year, like, hey, you're alive. We should hang out sometime, and then probably never see you. But it's not really your fault. It's my own fault. I'm just busy. I mean, I'm not busy. I just like to hang out with myself, you know? Um, Walk my dog. But I understand that, you know, creating connections are or is important. And even at work, you have to create and maintain Mm -hmm. um, connections with the people you work with that you see every day definitely with you know clients with just period you have to you know prove or show that you are capable capable and dedicated to um you know the work that you do together or you know just maintaining um a healthy sort of respect i think as humans we thrive off a connection we thrive off the ability to converse with people to have friendships to to have a sense of belongingness in another's life it's, it's like one yeah. of our sole purposes right yeah from this we have mental self-care which is keeping your mind sharp and active learning new subjects doing brain exercises everyone is hooked on word these days right I that like is an amazing brain exercise i love word games so this is like right up my alley then we have reading books or you know, finding motivation in movies and doing things that help you practice self-compassion and acceptance. Yeah. Um, and then the next level is spiritual self-care. Um, and that's pretty much developing a deeper sense of meaning through meditation, church, and prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever is your niche. Um, and then the next level is emotional self-care. Um, and that's more of a personal um, level because it's all about creating healthy coping mechanisms for, you know, uncomfortable um, emotions um, and acknowledge and expressing your feelings um, safely, freely, and regularly. Um, So what we suggest 
um, to do to sort of bring self-care into your life a bit more often because it's not like a luxury or just for um, privileged people. It is actually, you know, for everyone. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we suggest that you should develop a self-care plan. Um, and it's just like six easy steps, um, pretty much, because um, self-care is not like one size fits all at all. It is about you. So pretty much you have to put in the work um, for what you need, um, what you what you want to do, build your goals, etc. So step one would be to tailor the plan to your life and your needs, essentially. Step two would be to make a list of what you're currently doing and how to how that fulfills your needs. Um, step three would be compare that list to a list of your needs, your current needs, maybe your future needs, maybe your previous needs. Um, step four would be consider your life stresses and your limitations. And step five would be create a strategy using... Um, activities that will help you feel better in each of these areas. So activities can be like answering journal prompts. It can be like yoga, meditation, prayer, writing a future life plan for yourself mm-hmm. and manifestation. If that's your thing, just honestly taking the time to pour into you and figure out what makes you you, what makes you tick and, you know, how to be the best version of yourself. And I think it's important for people to realize that you have to plan for challenges because we can have an ideal life. I mean, crap. I thought I was going to be married at 25, having kids, all that fun stuff. I am uh, 25 I, and right. single. So it's like, it's not a pipe dream, but it's like, that's what you picture well, actually, for your yeah, life. Everyone actually makes um, plans. Right. Um, everyone but it's important to realize that your plans will change. Your plans may get pushed back because yeah. life happens. happens. Shit happens, right? And that is completely okay. Just because I'm not married at 25 doesn't mean like I'm throwing the towel. Like, ah, and it doesn't mean I'm that never going to get married. married. Next year, this is my point. Or at 30. So whatever. it's, 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 we may have an ideal of what we see for ourselves and me being a religious person and believing in God. My plan for me may not always be what God has planned for me. It may be yeah. the same principles in the sense that the marriage, the kids, the babies, the career, etc. But it's not on my time. It's on his time. Yeah. If you're a hippie or into other forms of spirituality. I hippie. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, okay. If you're into other forms of spirituality. And then you believe you can, in the divine universe. Or divinity or, or whatever the case anything. may be. It's on that timing, right? It's not always on our timing. I think as humans, we tend to want to be in control of every aspect of life. And me being a control freak, I love control. When I feel like I am not in control, I explode. My anxiety gets triggered. I am the type of person that this is my plan. I have to stick to it. I have to predict what's going to happen, what may happen, how it's going to plan out, etc. And when that stuff yeah. doesn't happen, then my life feels like it's in disarray. But in actual fact... I could be, you know, blocking my own blessings because my my control. So as humans, it's important to relinquish the control because yes, we know what we want in our lives and we can work hard to get there. But it's about time and consistency and knowing yourself and accepting the fact that putting in the work. Thank you, and not the work with Kim Kardashian's like work your ass off for some multi-million pers- dollar person and reaping nothing in return. Personal work. This is it. For yourself. This, this is, is it. You. This is for. It's you. your life. It's honestly your life. Like take it by the horns and accept what comes and what let go of what doesn't. Exactly. Truthfully. You you have to um you know plan for the challenges as she said, 
but also embrace the challenges. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem that a lot of people actually have because they don't embrace the challenges for what they are. They kind of live in like, um, you know, this cannot be happening to me if their life is in disarray. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you need to just take it on and deal with it in a very healthy, um, acknowledging all of your emotions, acknowledging all of your feelings, acknowledging... Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not you feel safe and loved and just you have to acknowledge every single aspect and there are so many great tools like therapeutic writing and journaling and going to therapy and spending that mindfulness and spending that time with yourself in order for you to get to know who you are and where you're going because we can have these ideals when actual facts it's not it's not it we can, or or we're projecting other people's ideals of our own for our own lives onto ourselves. Exactly. So like your mom and your daddy want X, Y, and Z for you, but really it's like, well, I don't really want that. I want this for me. You have to learn to live in your truth. You have to figure out who you are as a person. And self care is pouring into yourself. Self care is understanding yourself. Self care is planning for your future, your present, your past, etc. It's taking that time. So we hope this was helpful. Um, and we hope that you um, listen to some of our other stuff because we talk about so many great topics. And we hope that you are back or you're still interested in listening <laughs> the next time. It might um, be a two-month hiatus, but we will be back to drop some more jams. Of course, you can check out the blog, which is on my website, ShardonnayRollins.com. You can check out our Instagram which is simply Chardonnay, and it has, you know, great nuggets for parrots and things like that there. Have written a blog post in a while, not going to front. However, um, we can. We, I do put out some different free therapy worksheets that we create and spend time on. You can even book our services on there as well yep. for one-on-one counseling or family therapy or group therapy, etc. And we do have some more exciting things coming up. Um I will drop the bomb and just say it because we're going to have another Black Mindful event. But this time it's going to be yoga and mimosas at sunset. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> it will be amazing. But we're still, you know, the planning stages of that. And we hope that you guys will be interested in participating. Um, it should be something great um, for our Black community to get yeah. together and to heal as one. Um, so. so if you guys have any questions... Um, you can always just hit us up on any of those platforms. Mm-hmm. She said a million. And, um, <laughs> or you can um, email, I believe. Is that an is that option? Info at ChardonnayRollins.com. You can email that um, and we can get back to you ASAP. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping in touch. Um, we will try to be more of a regular yeah, we will try to be more regular. Notice I said try. I didn't say we'll be because life happens. But yeah. Um, and we definitely enjoy doing this. So we will see you later. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you learned something new and enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at VMD underscore Mindful Healing and visit our website www.venusmd.com for all your self-care needs. See you next week.